Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast um, that goes along with our uh, Victory Point Bible Reading Plan. My name is Steve Durr, and I will be your host this month. And I am joined uh, with two guests this week, with uh, Wendy and Dave Kappinga, and they'll introduce themselves a little bit. But for those of you who um, have been with us for the last few weeks, we are kind of taking a new approach to the Bible Reading Plan for these next couple of months. Instead of reading a like short passage and just really digging into that, we're taking like a three-month journey through the big picture of the Bible, kind of like reading, uh, drinking from a fire hose. You know, we're just going to get it thrown at us um, and hit the highlights, and we'll get the whole kind of view of, or the meta-narrative is the official word, of the Bible and the story that God tells us through that. So uh, this week in particular, we're going to kind of start with the um, Israelites going into the Promised Land and then hit some big characters like David and... and um, Elijah and kind of end with the Israelites going into uh, exile. So it's a lot to cover, and we're going to do that. So again, as I mentioned, I'm, da- I'm joined with Dave and Wendy Kappinga. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves, and so that those that are listening can get to know you a little bit more. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, like Steve said, Dave and Wendy, uh, we have three children. Um, Jenna is a junior at Zealand West. Garrett is a seventh grader at Zion Christian, and Elsie is a sixth grader at Zion Christian. Um, <laughs> along with those three, we got a, three little foster kiddos that wow. are Des, Ev, they are uh, first grader and second grader at Zion Christian, and Roman does outdoor school. Okay. He's five. Okay. And how long have you had them in your, as part of your family? Um, Desmond was introduced to our family about a year and year and a half ago. Half okay. ago. And then Evelyn and Roman came in, um, siblings came in okay. about a year or about six months later. Okay. So they're, they've been with you for a while for and a while. Yeah. probably melded with the family dynamics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It has its challenges. Yeah. So what, <laughs> I'm just curious, what made you think about fostering? Oh man, it's a long story. It's a God story for sure. Um, we, I told Dave that I remember distinctly rocking Elsie one night to sleep and she was two and a half years old, not even, and just thinking like, I'm not done with kids, but Mm. it wasn't in that I want to be pregnant again type of way. It was like God's putting something here um, and just paying attention to it. And we walked through a couple of, another year and a half of um, actually finding out we were expecting again and losing that baby. Mm. Um, And then God just continued to be faithful until we... Ended up at a, a Bethany orientation okay. meeting, did the training. Um, and these are, this sibling group is, I think, like the 12th, 13th, and 14th kiddo that we've fostered oh, okay. over the last seven plus years. Okay. So, How long do they usually stay with you? Um, some of them have been 10 weeks okay. was the shortest, and a lot of them have been Actually, we had pretty long one, one brother-sister group that were 24 hours. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it can be real short. Like, okay. So if yeah. a family member is found and uh, they can place them with a okay. relative placement or something yeah. after they're initially removed. But yeah. Yeah. So. 
Well, thank you for being a blessing to those kids. Um, and I know that's a tough situation for them to be in. And so for them to walk into a very full house and loving family, I'm sure that they, they may not express it to you, but I'm sure they appreciate it, you know, just that security you provide for them. So, well, today we're going to uh, jump into the end of Joshua, Joshua 24. So again, with the, the Bible reading plan these three months, it's a longer passage. And our hope is that you at home will read the entire passage uh, but we're only going to focus on a little bit of it today, and we're really just going to ask three questions about the passage, and that is, what does, God, what does the passage say about God? What does the passage say about humans? And if this is God's word for me today, how will I obey it? So we are going to focus specifically on the first part of Joshua, so verses uh, 1 through 15, and I can't remember who said they were going to read. Date. No, Wendy. I'll read Wendy, it. <laughs> okay, Wendy's going to read for us, and then we'll talk about it. All right, Joshua 24, 1 through 15. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elder leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him through Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw them with your own eyes, what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam, so he blessed you. Again and again I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do this with your own sword and bow. I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build. And you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all his faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. All right. Thank you. So... In that passage, what does it tell us about God? So, <clears throat> sorry, I probably should have warned you, Dave, that if Wendy reads, you have to answer first. So <laughs> you don't have to know. But what, so as you guys read through that and thought about that, what does this tell us about God? Who he is, what he's done? Uh, what I pulled out of that was um, God allows us as his people to struggle. Um, we, we have hardships. Um, the Israelites had struggles in Egypt and in the end, he does deliver us, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. What about you, Wendy? Yeah, I think along that same line, um, 
you know, when you look at the Old Testament, so often it's written in a way that it's a story being told mm-hmm. and there's lots of details, but that's for a purpose because they didn't have a book that they were reading right. it from for a long time. So it was retelling of those stories and um, just the importance of knowing that we can keep making the mistakes and taking that kind of step backwards. Um, but God is using it. And, it, you know, I have it underlined so many times, like, it's God saying, I took, I assigned, I afflicted, sure. I brought. It's him who mm-hmm. keeps doing this. We just have to be obedient. Um, and then when you come to the last part of that, looking like, you know, God God wants us to make that choice. He wants yeah. us. He has the plan, but we have to make the choice. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that choice piece stood out to me, too, when we talk about the, um, what does it say about humans? What I appreciate about what it said about God is just, again, uh, his faithfulness, and he made a promise to Abraham hundreds and hundreds of years before this about he would, you know, bring them to the promised land and um, give them this place. And now, despite all the ups and downs that the Israelites did, all the times they obeyed and then disobeyed and then turned back, God was still faithful. And although Abraham never saw that, and his descendants never saw that promised land, God didn't forget that promise, um, and he rescued, he fed, he provided for, like you said, Wendy, all those things that he did. So, again, just it kind of spoke to me about um, just how faithful God is. He doesn't forget the promises. It might not come as soon as he makes it, you know, and but he is faithful to that. So any other thoughts about what um, what this tells us about God? I or thought Wendy? a little bit. He was, he's a little bit of a jealous God. Mm, yeah. You know, he... I think it's a little bit further on, and hopefully you read the whole chapter, but, um, you know, when it speaks later on about uh, destroying all of the other idols and stuff, he yeah. he not only wants us to choose him, but he's a jealous God who wants us to choose just him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's like a, that's maybe a good segue into the what does this tell us about us or as humans. So as you read, what what um what did you learn about us as humans? Um Going with what Wendy had said, I had that kind of for the next part. Uh, uh, Joshua called them out and said, uh, who do you serve? And they all said, we serve God. And Joshua called them out and said, are you sure? Can you handle that? Yeah. Um, Almost like a, you know, you're not perfect. You're going to screw up. Yeah. Um, So same thing. God is a jealous God. He wants your whole heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, what about you? What do you think? Well, I think it's easy, you know, just to forget, like, how many times God rescues us. Mm. It's like when you tell your kids what to do. Like, <laughs> God kept telling them what to do all yeah. this time. And um, we forget that he's been faithful so often. At least I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, we forget because we easily fall back into that, that idol worship. You know, now, now we're not like worshiping statues of Baal, you know, but we all have own things that kind of um, get in the way of our relationship with God. And, um, you know, for some people that might be money, it might be time, it might be objects, it might be, it might be, you know, positive relationships with other people, but that, you know, kind of take precedence of our relationship with God. But despite that, um, he still chooses us. Um, but again, and before we started recording this, uh, Dave mentioned something about just, you know, we have a choice. And I, I love that part of this passage where Joshua says, okay, fine, choose today who you'll serve. If, if God is not 
what you want to do. If if you can't handle that, that's fine. Serve somebody else. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that just that's been kind of a, a theme that has run through um, my family, Jackie's family. Um, I I may have mentioned this a couple on a couple podcasts ago, but when she was growing up, she had this plaque in her house. The as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I did as well, and it was the exact same plaque. She grew up in central Indiana. I grew up in Zealand, and so 400, no, 200 some miles away, both our parents had that same exact plaque. Um, and now we have, not the same one, but we have that <laughs> same phrase, but just, you know, um, just the importance that we have as humans as to have that decision, yep, we're going to serve the Lord, and then to carry that through from generation to generation. Right. And But it's a choice. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about God. He gives us a choice. He doesn't want uh, to force us to follow him, force us to love him. He wants that that choice from us. So, but you think about the magnitude of that choice because yeah. one generation not making that choice right impacts generations to come. Yeah. So, it may seem like a a simple I'm going to follow today, but oh, the impact yeah. of that is great. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up this one, what is what's God's word for you today? What will you do because of what we read today? How will you obey God's word? What did you? I think for me it's just to keep in the back of my mind that there's going to be troubles. Um, even though you follow God, um, try to do your best to keep his commandments. Um, yeah. Stuff's going to come up. Life's, life is rough. Um, but he's there for you, um, and he can comfort you through yeah. those troubles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like that, his faithfulness in all of those situations. Um, and it's not just the provision for me, but that provision then becomes my ability to testify about him to other people. So, yeah. good. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we just want to encourage you, if you haven't read all of Joshua 24 to, to do that. And just think again, what does this passage say to you about who God is? What does it say to you about who you are as a human? Um, And what are you going to do as a result of this? So, my challenge to you uh, is the same that Joshua gave to people. Uh, choose today who you serve. But as for me and my house, and as for Dave and Wendy's house, we will serve the Lord. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.